Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Check out the Weedsman Podcast, Tuesdays and Fridays on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. So shall we just do this? Let's do it. We can can just jump right into it. Like freeform jazz? Yeah, that's right. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? 139, correct? Uh, that yes. sounds right. Yeah. So, sure. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. And I'm Eric. Yeah. Eric joining us today. Eric, a new addition. Welcome to Unregimented. Well, well, thank you, guys. I'm really enjoying it so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's been here right. for 10 minutes. 139. Hmm, that sounds like a lot of hard work. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the hardest working podcasts out there. Hardest working podcasts. Can I, can I say that? In this room. Can I say that we're hard working? Yeah. I don't know. Apparently, you can't now. It's racist. Rich, have you heard this story from uh, Melissa Harris Perry from MSNBC? Relation to Katy Perry? Yeah, no relation, oh, okay. actually. Uh, she Not took even a, in, the, in the chesticles department? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she took an exception to the term hardworking. Talking about something totally different. She was talking to Greta Van Susteren about, about Paul Ryan and the GOP backing of him as House Speaker and said that he's a good choice because he's one of the hardest working politicians out there. And she said, I, don't, I just want to be careful about how we use the, the term hardworking. I have a picture of slaves in my office to remind me what hard work really looks like. Well, he's also very well spoken, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> he speaks so well. Ryan is a catfish noodler, well, which is basically the same thing, right? It means you go catch the catfish with her. your hands. Right. And I think that's basically the same thing as trying to wrangle the current Republican Party. In oh. But, but oh, let's okay. be fair. If there's somebody who is a hard worker... When he goes to Washington, it's oh, is Paul Ryan. It, is this what you know, yes. Republicans, but Democrats. You know as well, very well that I work on the immigration issue, trying to get Republicans to support immigration She's reform. A real bus Paul guy. Ryan is somebody who has to read it was an reform, interview. Has to work with somebody like Luis Gutierrez. Luis Gutierrez is very respectful, speaks highly of Paul Ryan. This is somebody who's trying to govern. Al- Alfonso, I feel you, but but I just want I, I just want to pause on one thing because I I don't disagree with you that I actually think Mr. Ryan is a great choice for this role, but I want us to be super careful when we use the language hard worker. Because, I mean, I actually keep um, an image of um, folks working in cotton fields on my office wall because it is a I reminder do that too. of what Why? hard work looks like. So I feel you that he's a hard so worker. She knows what hard work I do, look, looks but like. in the context mm-hmm. of relative privilege. And I just want to point out that when you talk <laughs> Where about is she work-life going balance and being a hard worker, <laughs> the I think she's just trying to tell people that she has pictures of slaves on her wall. The, I mean, I, I understand that. But, but we don't but call we, them hard workers. We call them failures. We call them people who are sucking no, off no, the system. Really, y'all do. That is really what you guys do that is very unfair right i don't understand why she brought up the picture of slavery it seemed like her point was oh you want to point out some hard workers in the republican party but everybody these people who are unemployed or well an unemployed person isn't a hard worker no that's the the opposite right and uh, no doubt like a mother who uh chooses to stay home and take care of her kids is a hard worker even if she doesn't have a job or but i think she was more referring to as uh, to working mothers who get government support she was trying to make the point that like okay uh you want to talk about hard workers what are all these people that you call leeches on society that are just soaking up tax dollars with these uh um uh there's a term here for like privileged 
these privileged programs, you know, welfare and uh, uh, tax subsidized childcare and all that shit. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, she's a, she's a lunatic. Oh, I mean, totally. They yeah, were talking can... about something totally different, and like something popped into her head, and she's just like, "I'm this is my show. I'm going to run with it." <laughs> I want like, a picture of her office before she said that. I want to see if that shit's on the wall. I really do. Oh, that's well, I highly fucking it is now. You know it is now. Oh, yeah, but I highly doubt it was before. As soon as she got off, she grabbed her assistant and was like, "Put that picture up." Oh no, yeah, no, her assistants were watching, and they started texting. Someone find some fucking slaves now. No, it's <laughs> actually a picture of Laura Burton in reading Rainbow on her wall. <laughs> she got confused <laughs> uh, you see the next day somebody's like uh took a bunch of photocopies Every and pasted college. it together you know race call and framed that um and we, i think what? i think it would be really important if we uh, uh kind of describe for the people at home her her wardrobe what she's wearing like her what her whole mean? uh blazer and uh you know shirt combo that she has why why was it remarkable it, it wasn't that that's that's kind of uh i just want a visual she didn't look everybody. like she was hard, working hard no she didn't at all she hey, she looked not like working she... hard like we do here in uh <laughs> at, at msnbc the pink and red combo isn't working for her. Uh, right. i would like all to right. point out to find Fashion that clip police i had to type Looks in like... hard working racist ryan into google <laughs> and I, it was the first thing that came up. Well, did you see the story that I sent to the unregimated? Unregimated? Un, 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 unregimated. I renamed the show. <laughs> it was uh, a short list of four times that that MHP has actually used the term hardworking or hard work to describe things that had nothing to do with slavery or single mothers. So it's this isn't even like a pet issue of did hers. Did you say it in front frame. of the painting of people in the cotton fields? Yeah. This isn't even like a pet issue of hers. This is just like something that popped into her head. February 21st, Sheriff Perry tells NBC correspondent Carrie Sanders during her coverage of a blizzard that she was doing the hard work today while the rest of us are warm and toasty right oh. here in 30 Rock. Working. But enjoy like the ice sculptures. Slave out in the field, just like on my wall. September 6th, what I don't want to miss is that policing is in fact actually hard work and there are things that make policing more dangerous or less dangerous job, Harris Perry says. Uh, and it goes on. Yeah, she, she uses the term hard work with impunity. And, and it, yes. it sounds like to me, like, I don't know if you guys have ever had this happen to you before, but you ever like say like, oh man, that really hurts or like getting kicked in the gones really hurts and some woman's sure. like, hey, you've never known pain until you've had a baby. Oh, and yeah. even, if, even if they haven't had a baby, which I highly doubt she has you know been directly involved in any slavery at all she can still use that as a comparison so this is narrow-minded thinking that uh you can't the person can't see outside their own experience you want some narrow-minded thinking right now what's up am i the only one thinking she's trying awfully hard not to look black oh come on well she's not hot at all so (laughs) i think we should look how she has her hair done you guys are both assholes And no, I can't agree with either one of those okay, sentiments. R- uh, well, uh, she doesn't. So, <laughs> she, her hair is braided. She doesn't look like in she's a small, trying. tiny braid. So it looks like straight hair. So Aaron and, is attracted and to her. I just want you guys to. Think I think she is a very handsome woman. <laughs> handsome is the term. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I was reading. There was a comic book that came out today. One of the comic books that I picked up was. <laughs> We're just switching gears. gears. No, I'm not oh, switching shit. gears. Oh, okay. I know how to segue. Just hold on a second. Oh, gotcha. All right. You're cool. in for a ride. <laughs> so, so Grayson is the comic book that uh, that we're going to talk about for a second here, and uh, just quick history on this: Grayson, as in Dick Grayson, as in Robin, mm-hmm. who also used to be Nightwing, who also used to be Batman, who also used to be dead. There's, yeah, there's a lot there. But with, uh, that's Dick every Grayson. superhero used to be dead at some point, so that really doesn't <laughs> narrow it down. That he does it. 
Be He's a had a busy story arc. Right. There'll be well, a quiz later. Well, this this is one of my favorite Batman family books at the moment because this is Dick Grayson as a super secret spy. There's not much, it's not him dressing up in costumes and beating people up with uh, with nunchucks that aren't attached. It's you know uh, a lot of kind of more 007 type of shit. Oh. And it, but instead of a lot of skimpy outfits on on big breasted chicks and him like scoring a lot it's actually grayson himself who is the uh it was the one who's, who's often objectified usually it's comments about his butt oh but in this latest issue it opens up with him coming back to a spy organization after going rogue i'll show you a little picture here but rich you'll have to imagine what dick grayson looks na- like naked <laughs> <laughs> sure that is but, naked grayson right so yep. he's he's played out you can see his Robin. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's completely naked. You can see his hood. <laughs> well, there's some screen covering his crotch, yeah. but he, he's completely naked, and he's being inspected by a doctor who seems like she's enjoying her job a little bit too much. She's mm-hmm. she's uh, crouched down in front of him. She's at dick level, whistling and enjoying herself quite a bit. <laughs> well, Dick Grayson, aren't you always at dick level? And, see what I did there? Right. So now, granted, this is just like a, a handful of people on Twitter, which is all it takes to make a story now. Yeah. Uh, there was one one Twitter user in particular who started tweeting to Tim Seeley, who is one of the writers of this book, basically berating him because he took what should have been a horrible experience, which is being forced to strip naked and be examined right. un- unwillingly. He didn't want to do this, but, you know, I, I, it's just part of the gig, I guess. But take that concept and poke fun at it. Right. There's a couple off-color like, comments that the doctor is making about him. I mean, he's a, the perfect specimen of man. He's, like, mm-hmm. perfectly cut. He's also drawn, <laughs> so it's easy for him. But her, her beef was that, you know, she had apparently undergone uh, something similar, some sort of sexual degradation or uh, molestation. Look at his dick! <laughs> Well, <laughs> sounds like what she's doing, <laughs> and uh, and was had just had to tweet all about it and directly towards the author Tim Seeley about how insensitive he was. Oh my! That gosh. that he would portray such a horrible experience so lightheartedly. If anybody, have, I mean. Everybody here has had a prostate exam, right? I mean, it's a, like a natural part of life. I haven't had it. one yet. You've never had? Mm. Well, you're in, you're in, do you want one? <laughs> <laughs> if you're offering, I mean, you get a cookie afterwards. What's, what's your rate? Uh, <laughs> but like, it's 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 that's a very organic thing to go over in a comic book story. I mean, it's something that people you know go through. It's very natural. Like, I don't see enough of like Batman taking a dump or anything. I'd like to see that. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I can't agree with you on the Batman taking a dump thing. <laughs> By the way, there are There's no toilets on the Starship Enterprise. Wow. I know. I, I, I actually talked to Jonathan Frakes about that last time I was at the uh, Star yeah. Trek convention. They poop into those little food generators, don't they? He, he was saying that <laughs> he was saying his the way he uh, uh, envisioned it is they would transport it out of your colon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, Scotty, I got to take a massive dump. Well, that, you know, that Beam thing this that, one up. like next generation <laughs> where they, uh, they just have the little indent in the wall that like beams shoot down yeah, and it yeah. makes food right they have an opposite i imagine line. yeah they they have an op- right they, they have, have a little level. slot that they poop into and it just goes <laughs> and makes it disappear and then it reappears later as food yeah all, all the extrament goes directly to deep space nine just <laughs> they get beams right there drunk shit into transporters <laughs> beam them into beam them into people's rooms that they're trying to get back at or fuck with people well that that 
allows me to segue into two stories. I don't three actually. I don't even know where to start now. Uh oh. But you. All right. Well, you brought up Star wait, Wars or well, Star Trek. Wait, while yeah. we're talking what? about the what? black and white, the racial, before we get off it, we weren't talking about race. We weren't. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> with the hardworking. We were. Sort. That, that wasn't a. She she used race as a wedge to get her point across, but that she wasn't talking about race. She was talking about class. Right. Yeah. But I would say I got profiled today while listening to a story about Adam Carolla getting profiled. I got profiled today. How did you get profiled? I stopped for gas at like. Van Dyke and Harper ish. Ooh. Yeah. Or no, or no, Van Dyke and Gratiot. Pardon me. I was on Gratiot okay. at this point. All right. But I stopped to get gas, and on the way in, uh, guys tried to start. Guys just hanging out front. Wasn't a homeless guy, you know, just guys hanging out front. Something mm-hmm. goes down in the hood. Starts to ask me something, but I was close to the door, so I got to act like I didn't hear him. Go in, pay, come back out, catch me on my way out. Goes, hey, do you have 50 cents? No, I don't have any physical money on me. All right. Fine. Whatever. I proceed while I'm pumping my gas. He's like, I take charge. <laughs> yeah. out his iPhone. He's in a right. He bends I, over and lets you swipe it. I got the square. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm pumping my gas, and I, and I watch, and I even sit after a little after I pump my gas and watch, too. Did not ask one brother or sister, hey, do you got 50 cents? I was the only person that he asked for for 50 cents. Maybe, maybe he didn't I'm just like saying it. that. I'm just saying that. That's you got. You got profiled as likely to have money. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh man. Or <laughs> no, not even likely to have money is maybe. <laughs> well, this well, this way I look at it. Maybe it's whitey. He'll be scared. Maybe some white guild will kick in and give me. F- maybe I just it's a white guy. He don't belong down true. here. Ask him for fifty cents. See if I get fifty cents. Dude, the homeless probably profile more hardcore than anybody. Like, this, this guy went homeless. <laughs> <laughs> the way this guy was dressed, he was not homeless. He was, he was just hanging out. He was you know, looking he, for people with lighter skin than him to ask for money. I don't know, but you all know, you know, down in the hood, there's always brothers just hanging out. Maybe that's an actual job in the hood. <laughs> just, just hanging out. He's got to pay taxes on that 50 cents. <laughs> so, so now that we came back around to this, how are we going to segue into outer space? Yeah. we got to figure yeah, out how to do well, that. Let's talk, you, oh, did I just do it? Nope. Oh, dang. Because okay. I, we're going to talk about prostate exams. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not that's really, but I do have to have mine checked at some point. Right? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I've got a guy, man. I have, I, tonight? I turned 40. It doesn't have to be tonight, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> the pressure is starting to mount. Especially oh, the, the pressure, that's the first uh, That's the first sign. That's the first sign right there. Not the literal pressure. Yeah. Okay. How are you, how's your stream? <laughs> <laughs> the stream's getting nice and ropey. Cool. Don't cross the stream. <laughs> no, it's a, not prostate exams per se, uh, but it just reminded me that I need to get one because have you guys read about this this UN report or UN agency links hot dogs and other processed meat to cancer? Oh yeah, that's old school, man. Right, yeah, but bacon, sausage. Didn't we the, know uh, this thirty years ago? Oh, some of my favorites. Well, this is. Uh, I know bacon. The internet mourns. We we had our suspicions, <laughs> no, right? and this is a more extensive study that actually confirmed that. And the fact that this is uh, that this is a UN agency doing this that could actually dictate policy for yeah. whatever country chooses to listen to the UN. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that is anymore. <laughs> but yeah, the the WHO's International Agency for Research on Cancer in France, after analyzing decades of research, decided that processed meats uh, should be in the same category as cigarettes. Right. Or asbestos. Neat. 
So are they going to send in like uh, cleanup crews after you eat lots of meat like they do with asbestos? Guys in suits and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you just ate White Castle. You got to put, put the hazmat suit on and take a dump. Oh, heck yeah. I yeah. wonder what that does. I mean, is it before you it's just processed? just shit in the suit? Yeah. Well, no, it's got a tube that would come out of it. Oh, but, man. But if I want to shit in the suit. <laughs> Well, I know what it sounds like, but it doesn't mean that inhaling shit from processed meats will <laughs> give you cancer. <laughs> Maybe it's the antidote. No, they're just saying as far as uh, something that could accelerate cancer or cancer is more likely to happen in, in people who eat more processed meats right. and possibly even just red meat in general. Yeah. They did kind of extend that, too. I heard the other day two out of every hundred hot dogs has human DNA in it. Sure, yeah. That, oh, man. Every every second hot dog? DNA is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's probably DNA all over this room right now. I eat, <laughs> I eat hot dogs. I ate a couple hot dogs earlier this week. I do not give a shit. But I might... I, well, I do try and balance my diet somewhat. I'm not yeah. a red meat every day for every meal guy either. It's people. But... <laughs> <laughs> Soylent Green is made out of people. It's a, it's a processed meat. You gotta tell them! <laughs> Soylent Green is people! Tell them, Chuck. <laughs> wow. Yes, pro- not just hot dogs, though. This is like processed lunch meats. Right. And uh, I would imagine sausages, too. Mm-hmm. Those uh, Johnsonville brats. Any tubular-shaped <laughs> Meat. I wonder, is it one once it's created into a tubular shape that it disabsorbs carcinogens, or what? What, what happens? Like <laughs> my colon is there something morns. with the shape that that, that makes it. Man, uh, I think if if we knew the answer to that, we would be able to cure cancer already. Oh my gosh! Right now, we're just trying to keep the fingertips out of the meat, out of the hot dogs. <laughs> just the tip, right? Just the just tip. the tips. An analysis of ten of the studies suggested that fifty gram a fifty gram portion of processed meat daily, or about one point seven five ounces, increases the risk of colorectal cancer over a lifetime by about eighteen percent. That's the problem, and it's that's wrecking itself on the way out, man. And one one point seven five ounces—that's your average hot dog, right there. So if you ate a hot dog a day, your chances of dying of butthole cancer increases by eighteen percent. Dead ass cancer. That goes for bacon too. Bacon's pretty good. Why is well? I guess bacon has like the nitrates and shit in it. Yeah, and they process it so that they can. Uh, uh, sell it more efficiently, I guess. But doesn't it seem like something that, while we know it's not exactly the best food for you, it looks like it's just shaved right off the pig? Yeah, it looks right? very natural. Right. It really doesn't look processed that much, does no. it? They're like complimenting it. Bacon. Like you don't even look like you had work done. You're, you're a handsome. You look bacon. so natural. Look I don't. You. you can't even see the nitrates. You, you glow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lisa, honey, are you saying yes. you're never going to eat any animal again? What about bacon? No. Ham? No. Pork chop? Dad, those all come from the same animal. <laughs> yeah, right, Lisa. A wonderful, magical animal. <laughs> Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook and following Unregimented on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. If you like Unregimented, please tell a friend to visit ChristopherMedia.net. You can subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. You can also show your support for Unregimented when you buy something on iTunes just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. It won't cost you anything extra, and it shows your support for Unregimented. While you're on iTunes, please remember to write a review and rate Unregimented five stars. 
Just click on the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Android users can listen to Unregimented for free at ChristopherMedia.net by clicking on the Stitcher radio player on our homepage. You can also listen to Unregimented for free at TuneIn.com or by downloading their free TuneIn radio app. Don't forget, you can always listen to Unregimented for free across any platform just by going to ChristopherMedia.net. Make sure to check out all of the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. Mondays and Fridays, you have Unregimented. Reach us at UnregimentedPod on Twitter. Tuesdays and Fridays, you have the Weedsman Podcast. Find those guys at the Weedsman 420 on Twitter. Wednesday, you have the Projection Booth, projection-booth.com, or at ProBoothCast on Twitter. Saturday, you have the Captain's Table, at Captain's Podcast on Twitter. You can also check out one of our new shows, well, new to us. It's the Ugly Club Podcast. It's another movie podcast, but these guys go with more of a theme each week rather than just one movie. You can check them out at Ugly Club Podcast on Twitter or UglyClubPodcast.com. If you like Unregimented and want to show your support for Unregimented, you can donate to Christopher Media by clicking through the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click through the Amazon banner at ChristopherMedia.net and bookmark the link. It won't cost you anything extra, and when you buy something, you will show your support for Unregimented. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net that's who we use to host Unregimented. When you sign up for HostGator by clicking through the banner at ChristopherMedia.net, you are helping to support Unregimented. We're coming very close to Halloween. Yeah. And, and we've got some spooky news. Oh, it will be Halloween tomorrow when this is posted. That's okay. right. And ah. when you listen to this, tomorrow will be today. Ooh. I see <laughs> what you did there. There's a mystery piece of junk that is currently orbiting the moon, and scientists who have been watching this this unidentified orbiting object estimate that it will land on Earth on Friday the 13th. I think it's Jason. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah, he's in space. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, didn't Jason go into space? Yeah, he did. He killed a bunch of teenagers. And then close to Oh, and the, oh, yeah, yeah, the, he killed a bunch of teenagers. Right. Yeah. So what? What? I didn't see that one. Did he get? This isn't scary. I'm music. just saying, if he got ejected out into space at the end of the movie, then he could be flying around the moon right now. So and just waiting for an opportune moment to drop down onto Earth and wreak havoc again. And what better day than Friday the Thirteenth? That is his <laughs> mo, right? Oh yeah. I I don't know if you know this, but did you hear about the uh, crazy? Um, uh, they're they're thinking it's a extraterrestrial object that's um, orbiting around a, a a star. The Kepler telescope found it. They think it might be a, a some sort of st- structure like a Death Star or something. Yeah, that's, we, like oh, I told you, yeah. the thing that they said that's not emitting yeah. the same energy of the things that are around it. It's right. It, yeah, it's, it, I guess it's pretty creepy too. That has to be. Well, they found they found oxygen coming off of a comet. Yeah. Which is another thing that totally baffles them. Like, there is just as much as as our knowledge has vastly increased in recent times about what's going on in the rest of the universe. Yeah. We don't know jack shit. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing everything from our perspective, which is very, uh, very small. I hope very it's small and three dimensional. <laughs> but, you know, if you're worried about actually being struck by this object or Jason, it's going to land he, in uh, uh, Camp Crystal Lake. So we're, we'll be all right. <laughs> right. Just don't go camping that weekend. <laughs> no, Uh-oh. it's going to... I think it was like somewhere in the middle of the Indian Ocean or some shit. Yeah, off the southern tip of Sri that's Lanka. The, that's from the, the, the Kepler. <laughs> yeah. It's audio. Nice. So, uh, yeah, just 
It, well, this scientist that was interviewed here says, I would not necessarily want to be going fishing directly underneath it. Why is that scientist? Because it's falling to earth <laughs> with a machete and a hockey mask. <laughs> wow. I like it. Maybe it's the, the head of Walt Disney, the frozen head of Walt Disney. Oh, yeah. That's oh, wait. It's Dr. Evil, isn't it? I like it. A 20-year-old yeah. reference? Makes you feel old, doesn't it? Someone asked me my age today. I'm officially to the point where I have to sit there and think, like, 36. Uh, yeah. When you, when, when you start to forget your age, it's all over, man. It's downhill from there. I don't know. How, how old am I? the fuck yeah man. it's crazy man i don't know every few years i gotta renew my driver's license or i'll get arrested Ooh, uh, <laughs> they're playing ghostbusters at imagine theater over the next four days and guess who's gonna be there ernie yeah. hudson ernie hudson oh really yeah signing autographs so if you guys want to go see ghostbusters up until uh, halloween he will be there in he said he's wearing the outfit too he will be, be wearing his ghostbusters flight suit sans proton pack but he said if you bring one he will sign one so. so he'll be working hard then. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> he will be working oh, hard. Hardest, a, he's I, the hardest working Ghostbuster. I do have a photo of uh, Ernie Hudson in my office wherever I have to know uh, comparison of working hard. So I have you ever <laughs> seen uh, there's, a, there's a picture of him at like some convention and he's standing in front of a picture of himself. Yeah. And he's kind of leaned over. And both him and the picture of himself behind him are smiling. And it, the way the person took the picture, whether it was intentional or not, really looks like Ernie Hudson fucking Ernie Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I want to I want to go with an eight by ten of him as his character as the uh, warden from Oz and have him sign that. <laughs> Just completely act like I don't even know what Ghostbusters he was, is. He was in. No, Oz? you were in Oz. Yeah. Oh, nice. He was the warden. <laughs> Aaron, Just go and hand him the picture. Be like big fan of that sex. No sex scenes in Oz, bud. Right, will you sign my nightstick? <laughs> yes. Here, sign sign my shank. Here you go. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, you know, apparently Kristen Wiig was, uh, who is in the new Ghostbusters film, which has wrapped up production recently, was really bummed out over the backlash from the Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. And obviously, okay, so, you know, you... you Put all chicks in the role. Right. Well, we saw what happened when you got rid of all the white people in Star Wars, apparently, <laughs> even though there still are. Yeah. But people were just fucking outraged. So, of course, they're going to cause a stink when... Uh, I, I kind of understand this in a way because, I mean, I, I the reason why I love Ghostbusters so much mm-hmm. growing up is because I inserted myself in the role. I was Peter Vakeman. Right. So it's well, kind of like when I watch. has an opportunity to do that. It's kind of like watching porn. You know what I mean? Like, I can't insert <laughs> right. myself in that role. So it's not exciting to me. Well, she says the fact that there are so there was so much controversy because we were women was surprising to me. Really, have you not been on the internet until recently? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, some right. people said some really nice things about the fact that they were women. It mm-hmm. didn't make me mad. Just really bun. Some did I say that right? Some people said some really not nice things. Right. About the fact that there were women. It didn't make me mad. It just bummed me out. We're really honoring those movies. Well, I think it's up to the fans to decide whether you're honoring the movie or not. Right. We will, desi- we will decide with our dollars. I think the, the, the mistake that they made, um, the thing that I didn't like about it is it is a hard reboot, if you guys have read about that. So it's right. not like there was some uh, uh, scripts f- floating around online originally that you know they were going to be passing the torch from the old Ghostb- Ghostbusters to the new Ghostbusters, but those 
those scripts were thrown out. They they didn't do that. Right. He decided um, who was the who was the director again? What was his name? Paul Feig. Right. Paul Feig. Paul yeah, Feig. He's oh, the one who did. Uh, yeah, I don't right. know if you guys saw Inner Space. Oh sure, um, it was mm-hmm. amazing. I loved it. Yeah. If he does it in that style, I'll like it no matter what. But to me, it's still not going to be the the Ghostbusters because you, you're, what you're doing is you're. Uh, what do you mean taking, hard reboot? Like they're pretending it didn't exist before. Oh yeah, Th- this universe right. is a whole new universe. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. Oh. So there's there, no Dan Aykroyd. There's no. Yeah. There never was a Ghostbusters. I got one foot off the train already. If there was, if there were female Ghostbusters and still the original Ghostbusters existed in the universe, I'd be fine with that. It would be a whole new, you know. They're uh, pretending like this is a whole brand new idea. No, the Ghostbusters were invented by women now, okay? So that's... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I already got one foot off of this train. Like I said before, I cannot insert myself into this position to enjoy it. Well, we we heard uh, that they're going to start production or at least start casting soon for Die Hard six yeah. and this they've been talking about doing doing this for a long time because anybody who's had any kind of franchise that's lasted past like two movies is now like oh we can just keep going they're realizing there's no limit oh they're on fast and furious seven well why are we only on die hard five so die hard six has to be made and there's a big question of how are we going to do this right yeah. is it going to be bruce willis well how could it not fucking be bruce willis well yeah well what they're doing instead is bringing bruce willis in heat him up to essentially set up a flashback story of somebody playing a younger version of his character Mm -hmm. and kind of, I guess, this younger version becomes this, uh, you know, super cop diehard character. Right. Which is totally contrary because we saw, that's what we saw in the first movie. That's, that is, yeah, the first movie is when that was created. Right. We saw him go from just... Getting divorced, dad, and and losing it, and yeah. kind of a down on his luck cop. We saw him die hard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it kind of reminds me of um, you know, I was taken, I was I was kind of taken off when I when I heard they they made they were making a, a new Mad Max when they made Fury Road. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's, I loved it. I thought it was, oh, it was amazing. But that's how but, it should be done. The right. same creative team, an extension of the story, without like, the crazy Christian. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Not just taking like, oh, hey, Road Warrior was a was a good movie, but uh, yeah. the you know quality of the video and some of this, uh, some of these actors. I mean, I don't know. We could do this way better now we could throw you know 20 million 200 million however many dollars at it and make something that looks way slicker than that Uh uh-huh if that's your starting point from a reboot then you're probably going to have a a shitty product product i I have my fingers crossed but the godzilla versus king kong shit that they're talking about too right i mean there's there's no reason for that to exist other than we just want to see Godzilla and King Kong fight again. Hell, they need to some... stop with the Godzilla stuff, man. Yeah, they haven't made any successful Godzillas. Do you let, remember the one? Let Red Japan Red take back over Godzilla. Stop it, America. Cut it out. I mean, it's just, it doesn't, I don't care. You could throw Brian Cranston in there. You could throw Life will Ferris away. Bueller. It doesn't work. I, um, I've seen them all and enjoyed them on some level, but they're, I mean, they're just throwaway movies. Yeah. But honestly, the last Godzilla film, if you just cut all the people out of it, I would have sat there for 45 minutes. I would have paid 10 bucks to go watch 45 minutes of that Godzilla. Yeah. No, I feel if you just yeah, cut no. all the people out of it and just give me a story of, I like if they do this right, they could do it without any actors. Right, exactly. You know, it's possible. So you were talking yeah. about Star Star Wars for a second. Did, no, did I you, wasn't. Oh, you weren't. Okay, it's done. <laughs> we're, we're not even going to segue to that. Oh, there's been so he much. Will Star Wars. There's been so much Star Wars talk. Maybe next hour. Maybe okay. 
No, because there are some topical things that I want to cover, though, because everybody has seen, or at least if not seen, heard of the video of the officer uh, pulling a high school student from her chair mm-hmm. and throwing her across the room. You guys know this one? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. In South Carolina. What was it again? It wasn't Sweet Valley High. Spring Valley High. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in Spring Valley High. Here's the story. Let's start with this, right? The girl's in class, is talking on her phone. Mm-hmm. I believe she actually like takes a phone call while yeah. she's in class. Teacher tells her to get off the phone and to hand it over. She says, no, I wasn't doing anything wrong. All right. So then he asked her to leave the class because he's, she's not complying. She refuses to leave and right. steadfast. I was not doing anything wrong. There was like, what, a, a teacher's assistant that got involved uh-huh. or some assistant principal principal or something. Then the principal. And then finally, the the officer. He was an actual officer, but uh, he, he works basically security for the school. Right. The school has its own cop. Mm-hmm. Right? An actual deputized cop. My school did too. Really? Hooray for yeah. me. Yeah. The liaison yeah, I mean, officer. A lot of schools do any, anymore. So... The cop comes in and asks her to stand up and come with him, and she refuses. And there were some reports that she might have uh, actually slugged him, although it might have been only after the cop put his hands on her mm-hmm. that she kind of took a swipe at him. But, I mean, fucking, what is it, 16, 17-year-old girl? Yeah. So it's not like she's going to do any damage. Right. But when she refused to comply, he practically like just lifts her and the desk up completely mm-hmm. pulls her out and tosses her across the room and then proceeds to you know do the normal cop thing put his knee in your back right grab your arm totally appropriate response totally appropriate response. i don't know i think she had three chances <laughs> right um sure i think she had three chances to be treated like a human being and if you're gonna sit there and be an obstinate asshole then you get to be treated like an obstinate asshole mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. age and race regardless why why was the officer she, she wasn't screaming in the video no well wait, teacher wait, asked wait. teacher asked <laughs> teacher said hey take don't take the phone call no hey leave the classroom if you take the phone call no all right let's get the liaison officer in here hey stand up no. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still not an appropriate response, I, no matter what. I mean, they could have been. I, if I were the teacher or the ones in charge, I'd be like, okay, fine. You want to stay there? Just don't come back tomorrow. I mean, I yeah. mean, you don't have to. I mean, that's like saying, hey, I told you three times, so I get to shoot you in the head now. Okay. It's just not an appropriate resta- response. He didn't do nightstick. They should have done that. Whap. Yeah, I mean, he could have done that. Sure, he could have done a lot worse things. But why is he? Could have urinated on her. But what is the, what is the officer there for? Everybody would been Posted on a completely different site if that had happened. Wait, why? <laughs> Let's start with this. Why does this school have an officer or security liaison or whatever the fuck you want to call it? They have a deputized person with a gun in the back. Teenagers are fucking unruly, and parents nowadays don't parent. That's okay, why, why do you think at, they have? That's one where they there, were at right? my high school. Why do you think they have one there? Uh, security. Right. Okay. Right. When shit gets out of hand. I'm not saying that students can't be violent or possibly bring weapons or cause fights that could, I mean, yeah. a teenager is like fully grown. Their punches can do just as much damage as any adult. You know, when shit really goes down to handle an obstinate student, I don't think that's why the, the officer was. I think was a lot of times in the first place, the school is the only person holding these kids accountable for anything in life. 
Okay. In a lot of these situations, you go home, mom and dad don't give a first. Well, so we so we need officers in the schools to parent. No, I'm just I'm just saying is I'm talking about the schools in general. The only place these kids are being held accountable for anything they do in their lives are at the schools, whether it's by the liaison right. officer, the principals, the teachers. But but what we're arguing here is, is this whether, you're, asking, you're, you're asking why the cops there. Yeah. I'm trying to give yeah. you some insight into that. Yeah, but I don't agree with that. I mean, why is the cop- give somebody no rules for eighteen hours a day, and then try to give them rules for six, sure, and then get them all together Look, in a group? I bet you that this person who was uh, this student wasn't pro- uh, properly parented, and I'm just judging that based on the reaction from the situation. It doesn't sound like this is somebody who has a good uh, um, upbringing. No, uh, doesn't have a good concept of uh, <laughs> one to not and not be an asshole. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, Almost feral. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Right. But what we're talking about here is was the action of this cop appropriate? We we know that her actions weren't appropriate. Mm-hmm. We understand that. Why does it have to be that the person has to be manhandled and cuffed and taken out of the classroom if the teachers don't know how to talk to them? Well, they were told to leave. They were given the option to leave under their own power and mm-hmm. refused. Okay. It, so he couldn't have, he couldn't have put his hands like under, put one hand on her arm, one hand under her armpit, lifted her up, and been like walked her out. He shouldn't have. He, been, had, to, he had to. He had to fucking WE or WWF her ass onto the ground. Right. I think either way, we we'd still be talking about it because then it's no. no. Oh, it's because we live in no. a litigious society. Of course, he put his hands on her. It's going to be a problem right there. He put his hands on her and. But here, let me tell you something. When we were kids, if if a fight broke out, you guys had to have seen it. Did teachers not put their hands on students and no one got sued? Correct. Well, okay, so... To skip ahead a little bit, um, the guy's been fired. He, yeah. he, he was he was put on. He was suspended. There was uh, there's going to was, was going to be a federal investigation. There still might be. I don't know if his firing changes right. that a- aspect at all. But the FBI is getting involved in this, and the guy has now since not just been suspended, but he is no longer an officer of the law uh, because his superiors looked at the tape and said that's not reasonable behavior for that situation. That guy did not handle himself correctly. And and I agree with Rich. There are, there are definitely other ways where he could have gotten her out of the classroom and not caused as much ruckus yeah. or been so well, forceful. A trail of Reese's well, pieces. There is the also, door. there's also, uh, but what I believe is officers shouldn't have been involved in the first place. Well, yeah, okay. Period. But think this of is this not way. a situation that it should have elevated to the point where it's not a safety we need, issue. We need somebody to come in. Right. It's That's not a problem. safety issue. It's the wrong application of force. Okay, think of it this way. When you have a nonviolent protest, such as sit-in or something like that, we used to see videos of this from back in the day. Cops would just come up. I mean, it's an, if the person is not fighting you, you just lift them up and move them. You, you could, he could have charged her with anything he wanted to come up with, resisting arrest, ignoring a lawful order, whatever the fuck. And he could have just, but he instead it went from zero to a hundred. Right, that's the problem. Zero to hundred. And he was waiting right. for. I'm sorry, I think truly this guy was waiting for for this, it. This also isn't the first time that he's used force, right. and he actually, gosh, I wish I could remember it. I wonder if it's in my notes, but he has a nickname among the students that uh, implies that he is usually uh, more physical than he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like officer shove or something like that. Something <laughs> and his name is John Cena. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, fucking. Right. Okay, let me throw this story on you, all right? I know this isn't exactly the same thing, 
But it just so happens that my son was suspended from school today. My son is 12 years old. Not in high school, yeah, but getting pretty close to that age. He had an altercation with some, uh, he was having a bad day, just wanted to be left alone, which just prompted other kids to prod him even more. I wasn't there, but you know, you know how kids are in, in at that age too. They're really dramatic. <laughs> Prison so, rules apply. So they find the weakness, and they so, pick at it till you snap. Right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it it could have been him like dramatically entering the classroom and being like, "Listen, nobody talk to me or look me in the eye. I'm having a horrible day," which just is going to set people off. Like, well, let's see if we can make it worse. But, right. but you know how it goes. The more you stand out as you know not liking a certain thing, then people are just going to use that as as leverage against you. So he was uh, continually pestered until he lashed out physically and took a stab at another student with a pencil. He got suspended for a day for that. But that's not where the problem ended. He was taken aside. He was talked to one on one with his teacher. He was asked to leave the classroom, and he refused. Oh. He was asked to leave the classroom and refused. Sounds familiar. Just so the teacher wanted him to step out in the hallway so they could talk one-to-one. He didn't want to leave. What did the teacher do? He said, all right, this is interrupting everybody's day anyway. Everybody else, leave the classroom. And, and, and we can have a discussion amongst ourselves. Right. Just the teacher and my son. And right? That, that, that right there. It didn't, it didn't solve everything. No. And the next step was to try and get him over to the counselor, which he talked to. The, well, he didn't talk to the counselor. He sat in the counselor's office for an, a half hour and refused to speak. And then said, there, I did it. <laughs> He's well aware of his rights. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving you more ammo, bitch. Right. Don't and, you think in a weird way your teacher taught him uh, the world will bend to your will if you're just stubborn enough? I completely sympathize with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, I can't completely agree with it, but that is where I, I go, uh, you know, because you, you're... He's still not getting his way, though. Like, He's in, not part in of 20 the, years right. in the working world, your boss isn't going to do that. Your boss is just going to say you're fucking fired. Well, Please leave. Well, but and can, what's the message to this girl in, in uh, Sweet Valley High yeah. <laughs> who was wrestled out of her chair... And then videos were taken and posted everywhere, and this guy lost his job. Her message, she comes away with the message of, well, I can still do whatever I want. And even if it escalates to the point where somebody is actually going to try and fuck with me and pick me up and and take me out of here, they're they're going to lose their job. I used to work. Right? Uh, I used to work for the public school system, and I also used to work for. You, um, I already told you about this. You've had a lot of experience yeah, dealing I, I've with had obstinate students. This the same exact situation happened many times, mm-hmm. uh, and and for the I used to also work for the uh, Children's Home of Detroit too. And we were not allowed to. We uh, we were taught physical management, but we were not allowed to use that unless somebody was in danger. Right. And in a situation like that, nobody was in danger. And one of the things they would teach us to do if they won't leave, because that was a very common thing. When, when people get combative, they stay where they're at. They right. don't move. Right. Move the rest of the people around them. Get them out of there. They're yeah. not getting their way then because they're not part of the, the, the group anymore. They're not right. being included. So that that's what happens there. But the kids also knew that if they could piss you off enough, they could be enough of an asshole that... The right. The, sometimes that person is going to take the uh, the initiative to tackle them, and they lose their job. Right. Because there's going to be a write up. There's going to be an explanation saying, "So why did you? Um, why you know, did it come to this? Why did it come to this? Yeah. Well, they were making fun of my mother, or they were, right. you know, stealing or putting holes in the wall. Well, okay, they're punching holes in the wall, but how does that harm anybody? That's one of those things, you know. You, right. You, Arms you, them. Their harms their knuckles. Well, still, I mean, you know, you have to you have to be appropriate with force. And even if you were to go and pick somebody up physically, that's still assault. Yeah. And once you start, yeah. once you touch somebody, it's assault. 
And that's okay. the problem that we have. Real quick, Eric, uh, how long ago was this, would you say? Um, I actually stopped working for them five years ago, and since then, I still, a lot of my friends are teachers. They've actually gotten rid of physical management completely. At Children's Home of Detroit. Oh, Children's Home of Detroit. Um, I worked there. Uh, I was so they, they're okay. gone. They're closed. They they don't exist anymore because of those practices. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh no. I know. I was I was there as a kid. That's what I was going to say. Is there was no we didn't get touched. That's what that's yeah. that's what's hard for me. I have a hard time because we knew if we pushed, the staff would uh-huh. take us down in a heartbeat. Now this was you got to remember this is like ninety three. Okay, and when yeah. that when that knowledge is there, you behave accordingly. Unless you're looking for some shit, and right. because we did have we did have kids in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we weren't kids; we were sixteen, seventeen. We yeah, weren't yeah. little kids. Those were the ones I worked with too. So yeah, and yeah. I mean, they could take they could take some some of them guys could take the staff one on one. Right, and that was just all there was to it. I mean, these are not kids that come from you know nice backgrounds. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but you know, peace through superior firepower. We knew. If you if you take it to this level, and I mean, I I don't know the the general size of of your size. I'm not in the same room with I'm you, but pretty, I mean, these I'm are some pretty big, big staff guy. members. And, and some of these some of these kids, though, I mean, obviously, you know, that, I mean, you'd have a six seven foot kid that's three hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah, I mean, right. I got between two kids like that one time. I was I was out for a couple of days. You know, it, it that's what happens. Right. It, but you, the problem that we had, and it, I mean, you saw order in this because there was a precedence that was set. The problem that we had was we had a a, a broken system that was bent. Um, to the favor of you know the 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 people in power and right. it, and that that's what ended up happening was people kids were were getting beat and and being thrown down staircases and stuff and stuff was getting covered up and stuff like that that's why that didn't work but also you know um, we were at a time where uh, the sensitivity level was high to where if there was something you know out of place like that like a like a kid would say well he he hit me or he touched me or something like that and when they didn't they were gone immediately there was zero tolerance and you weren't working with children anymore so. It, it was a very strange time. It was, I think, the pendulum was swung to a to a to a, 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 an, ex, an extent when you were there to where you saw some order out of it. But it, you know, from when I was there, there was just a, 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 an actual, a, a very strong abuse of power. So. Well, look, teenagers, all teenagers, yeah. can be extremely obstinate, yeah, extremely passionate, extremely smart. Now, you're going to be a teacher. You're going to teach high school age kids. You've got to outsmart them and outmaneuver them. You got to Michelle Pfeiffer it up. That is part of your job. The, this teacher couldn't handle this situation without right. a simple situation. This started out as a very simple thing that I'm sure happens on a daily basis right. all over the world. Oh, yeah. Every, every high school student has a fucking phone. Mm-hmm. And those are an issue for every teacher. And this guy didn't know how to handle that situation without going to the next level. And that person didn't even know how to handle the situation without going to the next level. And right. so these people, these teachers, these administrators, they are incompetent. Mm-hmm. And that's their last resort. Oh, we're going to get your ass out of here one way or another, even if we have to right. call the guy with the gun to come and pick your ass up and take you out because we don't know how to deal with you. And they, they have they have no clue how to redirect because redirection is the way to go in a situation like that. Right. Distraction, manipulation. That's how the that's how you work with kids. <laughs> right. And at the same time, prepare them for the real world. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. We're, hey, we're you see how shit isn't fair and how you got manipulated and and fucked over. Just get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Guess what happens after you graduate? It goes on for the next forty to fifty years. Sixty for those of you who are getting C's right now. So. 
chomp on those carcinogens, ladies and gentlemen, and end it quick. I just, uh, to me, I, when it comes to all this, it blows my mind. Why? Okay. And maybe it's because of where my daughter lives, but, you know, there was no phones allowed. Like, what happened to that? What happened to if you flashed a phone and it got taken from you to the end of the day? Right, right. And if you made a bigger deal about it, they called your parents and said, come get this little shit. Well, that you might, know the rules. Why are you letting them bring a cell phone to school? There should be no technology that, like that. That might be the their policy in this school because, I mean, that... The Obviously not because the kid filming didn't get slammed. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's also true. And there's right. two videos. There's a video oh, where he, the kid is filming from a little bit in front. And I know I sound like I'm talking about this is a Pruder film. He's filming a little bit from the front, and then there's another one where it's a little bit to the back and to the to the right of her. No, I really do sound like I'm talking about this. Do they have that, that shot that's right underneath where you're seeing the whole thing going and out? There's another one someone's <laughs> taking a selfie with it. Right, right. Someone's like, what up? Yeah. <laughs> Doing a shout-out pose. They put one of those body-worn cams on her to <laughs> <Yeah>. capture it. We're only going to get one take. We're going to put as many cameras on this as we can. Oh my, no, but it was said when, when the officer came into the room and I, I wasn't clear if it was the, the student that was being harassed or so, I think maybe somebody else had said, shit's about to go about to go down right now. Everybody get your phones out. Yeah, oh, because, yeah, because uh, they knew that cop. If that, if that cop has a reputation, yeah. They probably. were like, shit, it's, everybody get your popcorn. Right. Well, he's probably and, done it multiple times. And this was the student like, calling really their bluff. Think his, do I think his reaction was appropriate? No, but I keep defaulting to like, she was told three times. Well, you, okay, like, the world's She full won. Of, yeah. Chris, she won. She, she pressed the system and said, what are you really going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You can't do shit to me because you guys are weak. You guys have no ideas on how to control an unruly student other than call an officer and come in here and take, it, take me out forcibly and therefore lose his job. And she still wins in the end. She'll probably even get a payday she's, over it. She's fucking laughing. Yeah. This, she, was, didn't, she didn't learn jack shit by being manhandled. No. Being an asshole won out in this case. See, that's what it is. You know, the... And now we're making a hero out of her, and it's just going to create Nobody's, more little assholes. I'm not making a hero out of her at all. Say no, in general, not us personally. Yeah. I don't. I don't think anybody's really trying to make a hero out of oh, her. The, the question is. I'll disagree with that one. I want a T-shirt with her face on it. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Yeah, it's just going to create more little assholes. Well, I mean. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Here's another story for you. Okay. Now, oh boy. Let's hear it. This one, I, I'm not. I'm going to give you the overview of the story mm. because uh, when I read it, I just broke down in tears. I couldn't take it. This was just a, a horrible, horrible story. This is a story about a, a poor girl, five-year-old Julianne Juliana Snow, who has uh, what was the name of the disease she has? Charcot Marie Tooth disease. It's a neuro de, neurodegenerative illness. Mm-hmm. She's going through a number of issues, including uh, the possible collapse of her lungs mm-hmm. because the part of her brain that controls the breathing is just going haywire. Now, her parents have talked to her about uh, the possibility of dying and going to heaven. You have a terminally ill child who yeah. is likely to die in the near future. Okay, that's... A, probably a good conversation to have and heaven is certainly a a, a good angle a good spin shall we say to put on that of course Uh, you you want and i'm sure they want to also believe that when their child dies that they will go on to a better place Mm -hmm. right they should be baptized the problem is is, to me is how they are 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 presenting this to their child because they've given her the option of the next time that you fall ill 
in this manner and you go to the hospital, it's going to be palliative care. It's going to be making her comfortable until she eventually passes away. It's going to be a lot of feeding tubes and breathing masks and all this shit and very poor quality of life, however long it is, all spent in the hospital versus staying at home with her family, dying earlier and not suffering as much possibly and going to heaven, which they have told her her grandparents will already be there and eventually she'll be joined by our brother and her parents will all join her in heaven as well. Can a five-year-old make this decision? Uh, No, no. There's a reason you are legally in charge of their welfare and care until a certain age they can't they can't make these decisions they're they they do not have the wherewithal like uh, the the thing i thought of right at the end of that is they're just leading her down the path of what leads them to less medical bills they're 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 painting her well no i mean no they are very religious no but but it just it, it seems they're painting her view of it to, to me that she's five they know that they're gonna be, she's gonna believe everything that they say because they're her parents and she trusts them and they have that that parent child like to me there's a special place in hell for these people if you believe in the concept I, of hell i don't it, think they mean it bad poorly though like it sounds like to me like i don't know i don't want my kid to know only pain because when you can't rationalize things at that age yeah you'll only know pain you don't know why it's happening to you you don't know why that you but know, isn't you aren't you supposed to take care of them isn't it to me isn't that letting them die that's them we they're pro- five they don't have the wherewithal to make that decision fucking five well, yeah, the decision, too, based on just some theory. I mean, I know that millions of people have believed yeah. this for thousands of they years. They won't let my five-year-old nephew use the stove, and we're going to let... I don't know. Uh, I think, yeah. Bioethicist Art Kaplan was uh, interviewed in, on this, in this story that I read on, on fox61.com, and he says... It doesn't sit well with me. It makes me nervous. I think a four-year-old, this all started when she was four, a four-year-old might be capable of deciding what music to hear or what picture book they might want to read, but there's a zero chance of a a four-year-old can understand the concept of death. That kind of thinking doesn't really develop until around age nine or ten. There's some four-year-olds that can't understand the concept of taking a shit in the toilet, and we're going to put this decision on them? That's insane. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, you know, I don't think it should be her decision, but I also don't think that she should her life should be prolonged like that. I just think the parents shouldn't even bring well, that up. If they don't, you know, whatever they want to do, just do it because... Is it no the parent's con- job to take care? There's no look concept. After the- well, that is looking at... I, they have very shitty choices. Yeah. It's not, it's not that they're not taking care of their kid. They're trying to decide. The same way that many people experience at, at, towards the end of their life, whether it's from old age or sickness, they have to... Dis- many people have to make the decision and sometimes it's their family members making it for them. Right. Whether they want to be on a feeding tube, be on a respirator, be on some sort of life support, mm-hmm. have zero quality of life for however many months they can stretch that out versus letting them die in a natural way. But it's different when they're like 75 instead of five. But, but this, this disease here, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong if from what I, I'm hearing, mm-hmm. it's not true. It's not um, curable. Right, there is no cure. Yeah, so she's going to die no matter what. That's the problem. If it was something like, okay, she has cancer, she has a 70% chance of living, and she's five, let's do it, man. Let's try to, let's take it. No, she's just going to die a, a slow, painful death. So I mean that's that's the part that bothers me about it. It's it, there's really no there's no there's no like turnaround from it. They have really bad choices here, but don't let the child choose. Talking like, definitely talk to the child about it, and and their input should be valuable. Yeah, their desire, but 
having them make the ultimate decision. God, no. I'm not trying to be derogatory here, but if you ask a five-year-old what they should have for dinner every night, it should be ice cream. They get ice cream when they wake up every right. day. She can right. have ice cream every day if she wants. <laughs> yeah, the well, child can, yes. yes. But There's also the fact that you're going to have a kid this young, and this kid one day might feel one way because the day's going well. The day goes poorly. This kid's going to feel a different way. Yeah, to understand absolutely. that, you know, look, you're going to have good days, but ultimately it's going to end. To even try to explain that to adults that are in hospice care, yeah. some of them, whether it's the situation or they just don't have the cognitive ability to, to understand it, can't grasp that, can't comprehend it. And you know, they just think, oh, you're going to make me comfortable, so I'm just going to go to sleep, and it's going to be like in the movies. And that's, Death does not look like that. I, no. I, and I might be more comfortable with it if it was just plainly an option of dying at home quickly or dying in a hospital slowly right. but it's not they're stacking the deck by saying oh there's going to be heaven that you're going to go to and there's right. going to be grandma and grandpa and that cat that got run over yeah. and you're well, going to un- the, the, unfortunately every morning, huge omelets what was the father Greedo sarducci right. <laughs> he describes the huge egg and the huge omelet well, that's made every day yeah you shouldn't use that as a uh what is it an, an end to it i mean no matter what if that's what they believe the end to it is there if she takes the fast way or the slow way Right. So yeah. it, it doesn't make a difference no matter what. That, but they're making a, it look like the shorter option is the one to get there quicker. And that's the problem, I think, right? Is that what is that the issue you're having? I don't know what the issue I'm having. I mean, I, it, it, it just pisses me I off. Have but many why, issues. You know, I, there's the a issue lot. is well, they're leaving a decision most adults can't make up to somebody who's right. been around for a whole half a decade. Someone yeah. just learned to tie their shoes several months ago, and they're dropping this in their lap possibly could not even still tie their shoes <laughs> it's very likely yeah can't even read yet if they're in the public yeah. school system well this uh bioethicist art kaplan goes on to say juliana's parents shouldn't put any stock in what she has to say about end of life decisions maybe she chose heaven over the hospital because she feels how much her parents hate to see her suffer young children often pick up clues cues i should say from their parents and want to please them yeah yeah they're gonna she's gonna decide what they want what she feels they want right and especially when you make heaven sound so fucking awesome yeah we're gonna go to heaven either way it just depends on what road you're gonna take right my my dear or or how about the greater conversation here of two adults going we don't know what do you think five-year-old yeah and how dumb are our parents gonna be when they die and there's no heaven (laughs) yeah Oh, man. They're going to feel like assholes. Actually, they won't feel anything because they just won't be anything because they'll be dead. It just got real dark. I know. <laughs> because, like I said... this Becoming this oil for future generations. This story tore me apart. I know that we're being very flip and we're, making, we're talking about this not ever having to have faced a situation like this in real life. At least, I, as far as I know, I haven't had to. Right, yeah. And, and who are we to judge what we would do in a situation... Yeah. What you have to do is... This is, is, this is, border, this is almost bordering yeah. on evil. That's the way I feel about this. The parents are, are, are right on the edge of evil. They really are. Is this the ultimate coin flip? They're trying, they're trying to cope with it, but what they should really say to her is, do you remember before you're born what that was like? And she'd say, it, no. It's going like, to be a lot like what's going <laughs> to happen after you're gone. Right. <laughs> you remember all that good time? I'm going to stay home so I can crawl back inside mommy. <laughs> well, it, this this just goes back to what I've said for years and years. If this it, and people get offended or pissed off when I say it, but whatever. Oh well, they'll get over it. You know, if this was, uh, you know, an animal, we wouldn't want it to suffer. But because it's a human, we make the humans cling on to you know for that last breath, fight for it, and be miserable because 
there might be something after this that's going to judge us for if if we just go, you know what, let's give her one good day and let's let her go to sleep and then just not wake up. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, this is like uh, you're saying is, I mean, it, it might be the right decision for the wrong reasons. So. Yeah, it's the gray area that most yeah. people who have an IQ over room temperature understand <laughs> we live in. And, you know, the problem is it sounds like you're it sounds like we're dealing with people who see the world as very black and white. And I remember a debate between uh, a scientist and a pastor, and the, one of the questions posed to both of them was, what would make you change your mind about your beliefs? And the scientist said evidence, and the pastor said nothing. So right, right there, that's yeah. that's where these people are coming from. So Yeah, and any time that you use your faith to determine medical decisions that you make, you're in some st- stupid water territory. <laughs> right. Stupid, you're you're yeah. diving into the stupid pool. You know, I... And, Having had to sign a few DNRs in my lifetime and make decisions for someone who couldn't make them for themselves at that point, and this was an adult who I knew their wishes, that was rough enough. So there's, it's just, it's a no-win situation. It is a Kobayashi Maru of suck. It's just what it is. It, there's no there's no good way to go about it. There really isn't. I mean, honestly, if I if I was a person of faith and this was my kid, this would probably make me go, "What in the fuck are you thinking, God?" Right. And you can spare me that. Where 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 was I when you created the world bullshit? You you pimped on Job. I don't give a fuck about that. No, but you make a you make the perfect point though, Rich. I think you really summed this this story up because it, none of this is really going to make that mm-hmm. big of a difference to what happens at the at the end. Anyway, it's depressing. Let's move on. One one more story before we wrap up today, because um, well, I enjoy e-cigarettes. Mm. Or uh, Eric, yeah, you do yeah, it times I, I, too, and Rich. Yeah, have um, some have some new uh, new liquid coming in the mail from a Michigan-made brand tomorrow. Ooh. Well, the National Health Interview Survey by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention had a study of adults and teenagers and their usage of tobacco and e-cigarette products and all that. Here's what they find. Uh, E-cigarette use highest amongst young adults. So we may be old fucks, but we are hip because we are <laughs> we are in the four percent. Four percent of adults use uh, some sort of uh, well, they say e-cigarette. I'm really thinking. I mean, that's a general term. Yeah, mods count too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Vaporizers. Vaporizers, yeah. Something that's not actually combusting. It's just vaporizing. Right. So, yeah, 4% of adults... Uh, so, like, smoke from the water, right? More, uh, and more than 5% of those 18 to 24-year-olds say that they now use e-cigarettes, uh, compared with over just over 1% in people 65 and older. Well, I mean... How many people over the age of 60 are you going to... You're not going to wrestle away their Marlboros at that point. I've seen it, though. It's it's really funny, too. I've seen uh, like 60, 70-year-old people with uh, right. big mods. <laughs> can you hear Richard is in the background? Yep, you can hear <laughs> Well, fuck it, man. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, 48% right. of current smokers have tried an e-cigarette, and one in six currently use them in addition to smoking. Right. right. So for a lot of people, this is a combination. They smoke... It's like they do the cigarettes and when they're driving or when they can step out on the porch when they're at home. But, you know, on their lunch break or something, they might have a vaporizer to keep them over or, or covertly puff away in their office like I do. Right. Not. Yep. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what's interesting, though, is that uh, this is seen as a problem. 
right? This rise of e-cigarettes. Electronic cigarettes are really the wild, wild west. That's uh, according to... It's oh, damn it. Really making the, the, the wrong people unhappy. Big tobacco and... Uh-huh. Oh, you can't regulate it, can't tax it, and uh, we got a lot of money right. in that. Which, so. by, the, by the way, what happened to just Wild West? Like, ever since the uh, uh, Fresh Prince. Oh, yeah, the Wild Wild West, right? Yeah. You, you can't say just one, it's too wild. Yeah. Right. right. It's it, it's not the Wild West. It's the Wild Wild West. Wild, why two wilds? It's, it's like a... It sounds better than a rap song. Right. It's like a perfect storm. It's one of those phrases I would just wish would go away already. Everything's the wild, wild west. Dude, there's uh, no th- shades. There's no federal oversight of e-cigarettes, even though the FDA has not found any e-cig to be safe or effective in helping smokers quit. Uh-huh. And to our knowledge, really? no e-cigarette company has even applied to the FDA for approval as a smoking cessation product. They don't have to. Right, because it's not a smoking cessation product. It's I don't see alter- the FDA... Uh, approval on uh, Monster Red Bull either. No one's writing an article about them. The real takeaway message is that the people who are most likely to use e-cigarettes are our most vulnerable adults, the young current smokers, and those who have recently quit or are trying to quit. So just as we're seeing traditional cigarette use decline after years of FDA regulation and state smoke-free policies and taxation, now we're seeing the tobacco industry continue its narrative of aggressively marketing e-cigarettes to younger people in hopes of developing a whole new lifelong user. Okay, real quick, are you getting this story from NPR? Uh, no. Okay, because NPR reported it as most e-cigarette users are current or ex-smokers, and they're not newbies. Only 10% of people who vape fucking just (laughs) started with that. I think these loose statistics change depending on the uh, uh, point of view of the person talking about it, too. That's what that's what's crazy about this. It is right. the wild, wild west when it comes to it. Well, because uh, I've talked to actual doctors yeah. who have said, that's great. Yeah, go ahead and vaporize. Medical doctors? Yes. Yeah. Medical yes. doctors. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they're, n- they're not just grabbing people off the streets and saying, hey, do you vape? Right. Well, why not? It's healthy for you. No, this is... You're lighting something on fire and inhaling the smoke. Maybe vaporizing it would cause less carcinogens, and you will be healthier and live longer. Right. So it's a step in the right direction. And, and this, this, idea this is the this is the, the smoking like version of throwing a rubber on before you have sex. Exactly. <laughs> well, who does that anyway? Right. It's less. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't trust the pussy, what are you fucking the People pussy under for? 30. Are you trying to prove yeah. her? Yeah. Um. But no, it's it's it's. Less harmful. Of course, you still get nicotine and everything that comes with it, but you also get lower doses of nicotine because you can control the, the right. Right. percentage of nicotine in your liquid. You're not going outside and smoking the entire cigarette at your lunch break. And you can just take one or two puffs and walk back in. Right. And yes. also, I, I don't Beautiful think that the point. I don't. I don't think that people have a full understanding of what an e-cigarette is. Like we were talking about, there's blue. Or whatever brand that you can go and just pick off right. the shelf and it's ready to go. It's got the battery all charged up and you just puff away until the thing dies and then you chuck it. Or, the, yeah, they're starting to make them rechargeable, though, because they're trying sure. to keep up with right. well, yeah, mod, the, blues the mod are, group. Yeah, the, the blues are rechargeable. But then there's many other people. And from what I've seen, this is the majority of people who are vaporizing in some form that are getting the little, like, call it whatever you want, an e-hookah or something that, you know, a little container that you that has a coil in it and you fill it up with liquid 
that, you know, in my case is made by some company here in Michigan called Mr. E Liquid. It's Same place I, I'm getting my, my liquid from tomorrow. Yeah, dude, Mr. E Liquid is the shit. And it's all natural. It's made with vegetable oil and shit. And it's, it's a million times better than a cigarette. And it's not made by Philip Morris. Philip Morris. <laughs> Thinking the, uh, it's not it's not made by Marlboro, right? Mm-hmm. It's not this isn't uh the electronic version of cools that that I'm smoking. Right. So this idea of like it, it's just the, the concrete thinking of they're in exhaling something that looks like smoke. They're doing something bad and we should look out for their best interests and get ahead of this and reduce this because it's because it has to be causing harm. Right. Did, well, did you hear about what's going on in uh, New York with their with their e-cig ban? No. Well, in in New York, it's now um, illegal to smoke well uh, vaporize in public because they feel like oh, let me see, I pulled it up. Uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo. Um, went Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of uh, what is it? He put it in his budget to ban e-cigarettes, and they've already done this. And he his his reason for this is that it glorifies smoking. Right. So not yeah. that it is harmful in itself. It's just that it, it puts a light on smoking to make it popular, so they need to get rid of it completely so we don't see it or hear it. Which well, is this, a, this goes... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's, it, it, it's, just, it's just completely ridiculous that they would go that far to, uh, you know, uh, to, to address the problem in this way, if there is a problem at all. Well, this just reminds me of when, here in Michigan, they, they passed the smoking ban in bars. Right. Basically, the only place you could smoke indoors before the ban was a bar for people who don't live in Michigan. Right. And they come out and they said secondhand smoke, secondhand smoke, and health, health, health. And then someone finally got the bright idea to stand up and go, excuse me, there ain't nothing fucking healthy going on at a bar at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So you can shut the fuck up about that. All right. So then it was, well, then it makes our clothes stink and us non-smokers have to deal with it. Third hand so, smoke. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they come up with all this shit. All right. Cool. Fine. So then vaporizers which have been around i believe the first one was was built in the 60s but potheads have been vaporizing weed for fucking oh, sure, at right. least 15 20 years yeah, I the know first of. vaporizer i ever saw was like the size of like this coffee pot yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The volcano yeah it was like 10 yeah. years ago yeah so i mean so they just said okay well fuck it if we can do it with herb we can do it with fucking right. nicotine and then it was well the, you're now you're trying to sidestep the law so we have to ban that. You can't no, smoke them indoors. No, we're compromising. We're doing. We're, we're we're going around. So we we because you know to exercise our our rights and in in our habits and the things that we like, and it's not acceptable because right. it, it's it's glorifying. This is like this is if ridiculous. we if we took a lo- a twenty four ounce bottle of Coca Cola, emptied it, filled it with water and some uh, some food coloring mm-hmm. to make it look exactly like Coca Cola. But it was just water and went around the streets of New York drinking it. Right. Yeah. This is bad. Well, it's not. I'm not drinking soda. Yeah, but you're glorifying soda drinking. Right. Everybody else thinks that you're doing something bad, and they're going to try and do something bad, too. It, it's it's absolutely babysitting true. us. God damn it. Fun governors. Don't I you, don't like the way you're having fun. Don't you think our forefathers' tri-cornered hats would be spinning around? Yeah. If they, if they actually saw what was going on now, they... It's like taxing sugary uh, drinks. That's another yeah, thing, too. Yeah. It's like, Which don't tell me what I can drink and what I can consume. I can right. figure that out on my own. I'm an adult. And maybe I want to die. And maybe I choose to die is so by sugar sad. or processed meats or smoke. Like, <laughs> age, you're fucked. There's nothing going on in this country anymore. It's done. 
last call. It's just a suck generation. It's the most boring fucking generation in the history of people. It's all dumbed down and watered. Wait, wait, when's, the, when's the last time you heard stories about rock and roll bands chucking TVs out of hotel windows or any of that shit that... By the way, Eric, you want to start a band called Third Hand Smokers? Like oh, I like it, world. yeah. I, I, right now, so this will be useless by the time this airs, but uh, HR2058... That's House Resolution 2058. Uh, there's a big call in the vaping community for people to get on the phone uh, or email their representative because apparently the FDA is trying to backdoor a way in to basically ban about 99% of anything that doesn't come from big tobacco as far as vaping. Oh, yeah, it's because they're being paid. That, that's yeah. incredible. Yep. That's, yeah, this, that's this call your congressman horse shit don't work. Get out your checkbook to your congressman. That might work. All this open source we have in our life. You, sure, know, you got a couple just... million that we could uh, use for this cause laying yeah. around. Oh, so everybody writes a check for 50 bucks. Well, all I know is I look forward to the days when we're going to meet in back alleys and exchange. Like, same time, I don't know you, like 50 bucks for 10 milliliters. Wouldn't it be ironic that marijuana might be more legal than vaping at some point in this country? I could go down this, I'll be able to go down the street and buy marijuana with a credit card. Yeah. From a guy who pays taxes and everything, and to get some e-juice, I'm going to have to meet some guy in an alley. I'm going to have to meet him in the, ta- in the Taco Bell parking to, you're lot. You're going to suck his dick for vape juice and buy your weed at the store. That's incredible. Wow. What a world. <laughs> Backwards land. All right. On that note. Let's wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. Wrap this bitch up in a bowl. Put a stamp on it. Ship it. It's done. Boy, we worked hard today, huh? Yeah, yeah, the hard, working hard, hard working podcast. Yeah, the hardest working podcast in I this a, room. I got a picture of Adam Carolla on my wall to remind me of how hard we're working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who has listened, who has downloaded. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. If you like podcasts, you think this is good, please go on to iTunes, write us a review, rate us, all that happy horseshit. Thanks to Eric. Oh, thank you. Thanks I had a great time. Us. You guys Thanks are a lot of fun. Us. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on Monday. See you next Monday. time. Monday. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.